Thank you for joining us at Conversations to Inspire. I am your host, Teresa Moore. There are many facets of our mind-body-spirit connection. In this episode, we explore the many benefits of floating. Our guest is Elizabeth Heitzman. Elizabeth is the float doctor. She is the owner and founder of Float Doctor in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Elizabeth is a licensed psychotherapist, a certified integrative mental health practitioner, and she also holds a certification in complementary alternative medicine. What is floating? Elizabeth teaches us about the many benefits of floating in a warm, dark, and silent tank of Epsom salts. Epsom salts are also known as magnesium sulfate. Magnesium is required in 340 enzyme reactions in our bodies, and 60% of the population is estimated to have a magnesium deficiency. In the float lab, the brain is able to relax due to the lack of sensory stimulation and enter the theta wave state, which can help to heal trauma, PTSD, and many other emotional and mental health issues. Inflammation can be released and our bodies can heal. Elizabeth's patients can float independently or in conjunction with her therapy sessions. In her practice, Elizabeth offers therapy sessions and counseling, floating, infrared sauna, and massage as tools to heal. In this episode, Elizabeth teaches us about the benefits of using her full-spectrum infrared sauna as a standalone therapy or in conjunction with floating. The therapeutic benefits of the sulfate and the Epsom salts soak to detox, to eliminate migraine headaches, chronic pain, joint pain, especially frozen shoulder, as well as sports performance improvement for athletes. And floating can even remove mental blocks for creatives or business solutions. Elizabeth teaches us about our inner dialogue and how she works towards balance in her own life. She discusses the importance of knowing what we stand for and living a deliberate life. We discuss spirituality, Elizabeth's book she authored called Anomaly, which is available on Amazon, and her own journey to heal her severe chronic pain through floating. Join us again next week for part three of this series as Elizabeth and I discuss my first ever float experience. Here is part two of a three-part series with Elizabeth Heitzman. I love it that you can help so many people. Me too. And, and we're going to just keep helping them. And that's what I love about this message. You can get your message out there and you can teach people about what you can do and how you can help them. And you know some of the things that you can deal with that, that you can let them say, hey, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. This, this is something that you can use as a tool in your toolkit to help you feel better. Or this is uh-huh. just one more step in the process to, to help you live your best life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just to get that little, that little, little spark inside to just kind of air it a little bit, just give it a little fluff mm-hmm. and them connect to it. So they start getting that drive and start getting excited about what could be in their life. That's sometimes all people need and yeah. they're off and running. I don't have to do too much after that. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. Can you teach me a little bit more about your infrared sauna? Oh, sure. Yeah. First of all, what do you all offer here? How many float tanks do you have? We have three float tanks. Okay. And infrared sauna and then the lymphatic zero gravity massage chair. And then me, of course. Infrared sauna, I highly recommend sauna, if you can handle it, first, and then a float. Because when you're in the sauna, body core temperature goes up. So we're kind of doing this neurohack thing. Your body temperature is going up. Your blood vessels 
expand and dilate and you can actually like get heavy metals out of your body because your blood vessels are dilated enough that it can move it out of the tissues as opposed to being trapped there with your constricted blood vessels in a normal state. Excellent way to detox. Absolutely. Excellent. And so here's some cool studies I can tell you about. They've um, There's something that our bodies create called heat shock proteins and heat shock proteins are like what they find in these mammals that hibernate. So like like this little mouse, it will it will hibernate and maybe only pee like once a week. Just this little concentrated, stinky little little piddle once a week, and then once its body core temperature starts heating up because the sun's coming out and it's getting warmer, heat shock proteins kick in and the body's making them, and it is a major vehicle for detoxing and it starts pulling it out of their body. Now we don't hibernate, but generally we do create heat shock proteins when our body core temperature goes above what our normal temperature is, which is amazing. They say um, when you can create heat shock proteins, it actually improves like all cause of mortality. It improves that. And and someone like argued, they're like, well, what about car accidents? You're going to get in less car accidents? Well, yeah, because actually you're healthier. You are more alert. Your body is working better. You actually would have less car accidents because your body's working the way it's supposed to. You can react properly. And maybe you're not going to be just some like rager in your car, like, you know, driving like a maniac, potentially creating accidents. It's also very good for your gut. So when your body core temperature goes up a certain point, it does kill some of the stuff that's in your gut that shouldn't be there anyway. So it's so many wonderful things. But if you do a sauna, let your body core temperature go back down. So you got to wait like 20 minutes, get back to normal. How long is a normal sauna session? 40 minutes. Okay. And mm-hmm. the infrared. Yep. Okay. Then I'm going to backtrack you. What is the difference between an infrared sauna and a regular sauna? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm going to add even more details in that we want a full spectrum infrared, which has the infrared and then the low and the medium and the high wavelengths. So we have all different cells in our body that have different densities. And so you want a full spectrum that has these heat waves that are the full spectrum of all the different lights and heats so it can penetrate all the different densities of your cells. And it just makes them shake a little bit. When you get real hot, just this like little bit of friction, it's going to shake all that junk out. It's just, you know, they just kind of shudder enough that it shakes off some of this stuff so that your cells are actually going to work more efficiently. Your DNA is going to replicate more cleanly and you don't have like these little fragments that are going to create all kinds of horrible things that can happen to people. It's just awesome for you. So good. And then, like I said, definitely do a float afterwards. It helps you just like drop to that theta state so much faster and you're in it much deeper. It's it's awesome. You can fall into the theta state faster after you have your temperature elevated or just the fact that it's been exposure to infrared? Because you're losing some stuff through your sweat that your body might want to suck that magnesium sulfate up a little bit better after the float because you've lost some some of your fluids and some of the junk and minerals in your body. And then having had things being moved around from your blood vessels being dilated, it can move stuff that might be trapped because heavy metals are actually very large molecules and they can get trapped. So that's where you get Parkinson's and some of these other issues that we don't really 
quote unquote, have a cure for. They do relate that to heavy metal excess in our extremities and our tissues. So if we can dilate things to actually pull that out and get it out of your body, like that's freaking amazing. So adding that to really kind of depleting, getting this junk out. Now it's gotten rid of all this extra moisture. Now you're going to cool down and then go in a float. I think it just sucks that stuff up even more, the, the magnesium and the sulfate. Now we didn't talk about sulfate too much. I'm so glad you said that because I just made a mental note. I'm like, okay, I have to talk to you about that. This is something kind of interesting. I see a lot of clients that have migraines that get a lot of benefit from floating. And I've always thought, hmm, I wonder if they have a magnesium deficiency that might be creating this problem where they're getting migraines. I was kind of studying myself because I used to have terrible chronic migraines, puking, I'm praying to God. Oh, I, I've had horrible, horrible migraines. I, I don't get them anymore since I had my float tank, but I don't think it's completely the magnesium. I think the sulfate is another magical piece that helps with it. So the sulfate helps to detox you. It particularly cleans up your liver, which is your primary filtering organ, and it does clean your kidneys a little bit, but I think its real focus is is in your liver. You know, when your liver's backed up, if we're from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, if anybody knows that we like to drink around here. So we work our liver pretty darn hard around here. <laughs> it's like the staples of the diet, beer, cheese, and brats. Yeah, that's right. That's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling people to stop drinking because I am not a substance counselor, by the way. Our liver, it's very essential to clean our blood. Otherwise, everything backs up from that point. And you had mentioned even this is helps so much with fatty liver. Correct, correct. Absolutely. It's the sulfate that's in your body for the next 48 hours after you float. Because you're you're absorbing the magnesium yeah. and the sulfate through your skin while you're floating. Correct, correct. Okay. You sucked them both up. Now, the magnesium gets into um, the different areas of our body quite quickly, and then it's there for the 340 enzyme you know needs for it. But the sulfate, it's kind of like this magnet that just goes through our system, picking up junk, and then we just pee it out. Does it actually bind with certain chemicals in our body and then yes. you excrete it through your urine? Correct, correct. That is amazing. They talked about how um, some people might, and I think I might have fall, fallen under that category where like I could not drink, drink wine six years ago. If I had wine, I might as well just put my name on the list here comes a migraine because there's sulfates in the wine. It's part of the preservative process. Correct, yes. correct. Some wines I could drink, some of them were just like, all right, just shoot me in the head right now um, <laughs> if I'm going to drink that. Well, some people's cells just create certain byproducts when they're processing things that you consume. Some people just get migraines because their body creates this certain byproduct. And if your body can't get it out, it builds up eventually and then you get migraines. And if you consume it a lot, then you're going to get more migraines. Everybody's chemistry is a little different. Maybe it's not wine for somebody else. Maybe it's their almond milk or something. You know, it, it could be anything. But uh, we all work in our own way. We all were made kind of unique, despite the fact we all kind of look the same on the surface. Um, you know, our biochemistry and, you know, our native origins and such make us have different strengths and weaknesses, if you will. The sulfate seems to 
freely bind with some of the stuff that are byproducts from cellular production and creating energy and all the different things that happen all the way down into the cellular level. If it doesn't get out, it builds up and you get a migraine. And, you know, a lot of times if you know anybody who has a migraine, when they get one, they're probably going to get a couple more within that short period of time while their body's struggling to get back to some normalcy state. But that sulfate does seem to keep that byproduct down. And I've seen this not only with myself, but quite a few clients, and they all have their own frequency based on what there is. But I think generally it's about every every other week, between every two weeks and every three weeks, if they get a float, that seems to get rid of that excess byproduct and we don't see the uh, migraines get like they are and they can actually maybe completely prevent having them. I don't know if this is a sidetrack to what we were talking about, but I wanted to run down a list of like the major health issues that you can help people with. Because I know people are listening and they're going to be wondering, well, is this something that can help me? Because uh, I have, you know, A, B, and C. Uh-huh. So what are some of the major things that if people float that you see huge improvement with them? Hmm. Well, physical besides the emotional or the mental and the. Oh yeah. Well, certainly for pain, like I said, so that whole shutdown process, no, no pressure points. You're in this body temperature, same body temperature, your, your visual cortex is off, all of those things turned off and you kind of get that shutdown and you're in that theta state. Certainly it helps a person be able to just disengage from all of this powerful stuff. And and so insomnia would be a real, real big one. Insomnia. It really helps with insomnia. Okay. Yeah. Second one, chronic pain for sure. I had this lady, I haven't seen her for a while, but I think she moved to Arizona or something. She had cancer and she had a tumor that would go between golf ball size to baseball size, golf ball size to baseball size, depending on if she was getting palliative care or if they did some palliative chemotherapy because it's, oh, here we go, tumor's starting to get bigger. So they'd give her some chemo and it was in her rib cage. And she would show me when she would come and she'd just lift up her shirt a little bit and she'll be like, yep, here's my little Quasimodo. How's it looking here? It hurts when it grows because then it's pushing on her ribs and having pain and it hurts when it shrinks because now um, her ribs are loose and moving around. So it hurt one way or another, but they certainly didn't want it to grow more because then it could potentially grow in other places and metastasize, I guess. I am certainly um, not an oncologist, but terrible, terrible pain. And she would tell me she just would cry in the shower. She cried in the bathtub, but she would come here and it could turn off just for a little while. She didn't feel it when she floated. And it wasn't nearly as acute when she got out. And she's like, you know, after about three days, and it starts kind of filtering in, maybe two days, three days. But when and she did float quite regularly, so she would come like every other week and have a float. And she was able to like really, really lower how intense the pain could get because the way her brain would respond to it was different. Again, back to the stories we tell ourselves, the story started changing a little bit and it was like figuring out a way to navigate it. And it was pretty cool. So definitely pain, joint problems. We can definitely turn on some joints. My favorite probably is frozen shoulder. If you know someone with a frozen shoulder, they, they can come here in two floats and I bet you I can increase their range of motion beyond any other physical therapist. You know, I don't care if you got electrical stimulation or what you throw at it, two floats. 
I can probably do more than whatever you've gotten in any other therapy. And I'll teach you a couple of tricks for that. That is just fascinating. I yeah. love it how you can influence so many different facets. Absolutely. So we have like migraines, pain, joint pain, fatty liver. Mm-hmm. Lyme's disease. That's a good one. And it's even really great for like athletic training. So I have this lady, she does bike racing, 150 miles, horrible stuff. I would never do it. Uphill, back down, you know, it all sounds just horrible. <laughs> but but she loves it, so good for her. And so 150 miles she'll do, and she's been doing it for a long time. Right before her competition, she'd have a good long float get an extended float so she could get all the lactic acid out of her muscles from training super hard. And she would do it the day before the race. She always scheduled the day before, extended float, get all that lactic acid out. Then she would just pound it, just pound it really hard. She said she improved her her time like like almost 20 minutes in this 150 miles. You are even able to help athletes hit their peak performance. Absolutely. we She she busted every record that she could have possibly. I'm looking forward to it because it's starting to get nice out, so I'll start seeing it again. So then after the race, I will hear her shoes because she doesn't even change her shoes. She's still got those clips the on her shoe shoes. Clips, yeah. And I can hear her on the tile floor. I'm like, oh, here she is. I hear her coming. And she comes right from the race, still in her race clothes, and she's got her duffel bag. And then she floats after her race so she can get back to work faster because then we just pull all our lactic acid out a second time. And she's like, this is, I found the trick. This is it. So twice, once before the, a big performance uh-huh. and then immediately after the race. Correct. So she can train a lot harder. Uh-huh. So she's like all refreshed the next day to just yeah. just go all the way as hard as she could. Yeah, it almost race. like remove your taper time because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to taper. You could train hard and taper yeah. in a float tank Absolutely. In, in two hours instead of over a week and then show up and have an incredible Absolutely. race. Absolutely. Fascinating. So people do all kinds of fun stuff and just for creative things. A website developer, client wants this button to do this and this button to do that and they're trying to figure out how they're going to integrate it and make it like visual appealing for a client. We got that guy and he'll tell me, Yep, hit another wall. I need a I need a double session today, you know, and then he'll come out and he's like, know exactly how I'm going to do it. Thank you. See you again. So you again, know. does it tap into that subsubconscious? Because you Absolutely. think of like, okay, if I can't come to a solution to a problem that I have to solve mm-hmm. mentally, then mm-hmm. what I can do is I can, you know, set it aside, do something else, maybe a physical activity, come back to it. And then in that time, my brain has had the time to do the deep dive into the subconscious. Absolutely. And then you can come to a solution. So you also have people coming in here that they can tap into that subconscious power going into the theta wave state Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being able to find answers to solutions. Correct. Again, your subconscious remembers everything. So all the details, I can only speculate. He's not here to really report on what's going on in his psyche as he's doing it, but knowing his technical skills on how he can like create this pathway for when you click on this link that it'll eventually connect to that to like make all this stuff all work together in addition to just the visual appeal and how he wants it to look on the surface for a customer to use this website. And it all seems to integrate pretty well with him after he floats. So just this creative and practical, um, and I guess some art, all kind of swirling together to get the results that you're looking for. Lots of different stuff. 
incredibly. It's blowing my mind on the different things you can do <laughs> in a really great way. It's so fun. I'd never get tired of working here. Either you got a new flow person who just comes out just glowing and Burma smile, and they're just like, oh my gosh, that was like really incredible. You know, <laughs> and I just love seeing that. But then you got the regulars, they can get more in depth about their experience and what they did and what their goal is when they came in to work on. And there's all kinds of things. Uh, all kinds of things you can do. Some of your clients actually come in with a goal, and these are not mm -hmm. just your They're patients. not just, all, no, just recreationally using it. I never talked to the bike racing lady. She's never been a patient of mine. She just uses it for her biking goals. And that's it. Never, never was a patient. You don't need to like fully sign up and get a whole, you know, historical background of every single thing in your life to use a float tank. It's totally recreational or we can use it as a tool to change your life. And I wouldn't even call it recreational. I would call it like self-therapeutic. Absolutely. Because it doesn't need to be Absolutely. tied in with, with your practice of counseling and therapy. Sure. But it can also just be something that people, like after this podcast, if they learn about and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. And mm -hmm. you're one of the only ones in the area, aren't you? I am the only float doctor currently. We'll be in California not too long. As far as float facilities, they're not medically... They're not sanitary to the level that mine are, but you can certainly go in there and float. They exist, but there's no therapist on staff or there's nobody you can do a deep dive with to really kind of sort things out on staff except for here. I'm going to quote Crash and he would compare his equipment and he'd be like, you know, we got my equipment and then we have these other places and you know what, you just can't run a restaurant with an easy bake oven. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they just didn't clean as well. And But it does make sense. That is why you are at such a high level with the business. Because I appreciate you, that. Thank you. Because you have such great equipment and the facility is absolutely, I mean, the building's absolutely beautiful. And there's you. Yeah, you get me with the package. You got to make an appointment though. But I, I love what I do and I love the results that I get. And I really don't have to advertise the consulting and the psychology or the functional medicine piece that I do because my clients get awesome results. And if somebody talks to them about how they're struggling, they're like, oh, just call Elizabeth. She'll, she'll take care of you. No worries at all. You just go talk to her. I stay busy and have stayed busy for the last 10 years from that standpoint. I love that. And I hope our listeners actually seek you out and try to find that with you. Sure. Because, Come on by. Because you can help them on so many different levels through so many different pathways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned the complementary alternative medicine certification that you have. Yes. Can you dive into that a little bit more with me? Because I'm sure that encompasses so much more. It's training that is using non-pharmaceutical approaches to help people heal. It's very multifaceted. It involves kind of the energy in which we carry ourselves. If you have a phone battery that's going dead, you got to make sure you got the right cord and you plug it into the wall and it charges. We have the ability to charge ourselves and teaching somebody what fires them up and how to charge themselves is empowering uh, when they learn how to do that for themselves. And, and everybody's a little different. Some people are feeling people, like they need to just like get out their feelings. Some people don't feel a whole bunch, but they need to think and they process. You know, half of the population 
doesn't have dialogue in their head. Did you know that? Like, I have one son, I, so I have five kids, and one of my sons says, no, he never has that. And to me, that's so foreign. I'm, I'm thinking he doesn't understand my question. No, no, that's just Honestly. the way he operates. So he has sensations. He experiences like pings and gongs and certain things, but there is no dialogue that says, you know, boy, that was a stupid thing you just said. Nothing. There's no dialogue, but they have just physiological experiences and waves of certain energies that run through them that they have to translate to understand what's going on. Can I trade up? I want to get rid of my internal dialogue, oh. that constant narration. I want that gone and I want to do what they do instead. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I've pondered the same thing. Honestly, yeah, that, that's a good statement. All you got to do is be your own best friend. And float. Yeah, float for sure. But if you wouldn't say that to somebody else, why are you saying that to yourself? And they say the dialogue that you have in your head is the people speaking that were around you up until you were the age of seven. You're using the words that they spoke, maybe not to you totally, but maybe to other people, but the way they spoke emotionally, that dialogue is in your head and you got to make it yours now. That's their talk. You got to make your talk. That is Fascinating. So even then, it's probably at the level that I perceived it at when I was seven. Correct. And it's just that constant narration. I'm like, I don't need my life narrated. I'm here. I'm living. Yeah. I'm here. Go away. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah. I, I got I got major narration going on. Sometimes it's a little Samuel L. Jackson to me. <laughs> but no, I, I, I welcome it. I know it's just my assessment. I know that's not me. That's just kind of this intercessor that is helping me make sense of something that's happening or um, my own emotional experience towards something that's going on and it just needs to be translated or at least make it your voice, make it your own voice. <laughs> that is awesome. That's great advice. Yeah. Uh -huh. Elizabeth, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your own self journey, your okay. own self growth journey. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned meditation. You had mentioned a few other things that you've wanted to um, maybe pursue or that you do. Yeah. What does it look like for you to have a healthy self growth journey? And either mentally, emotionally, or even spiritually. And I'd love just to touch on some of those. I, I love my work. I do work a lot. I probably work more than a lot of people. But making sure that I have that balance with my life. I love my kids immensely. And we try to make plans to do stuff. Maybe it's just like binging a Sopranos episodes <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah, just making sure I'm not just binging out on something too much, definitely switching it up. And also just continuing to learn new things because we don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers of everything. If I get posed with a problem that I don't have the answer for, oh, now I got a mystery to solve. And I love those too. Just trying to maintain balance, making sure I'm pumping my brakes, making sure I'm not going down a rabbit hole too far and and always just kind of having something fun and exciting going on. That's kind of my perfect, perfect mixture of things. And if you were to offer our listeners advice on something, not even advice, but maybe, maybe inspiration, mm -hmm. something to inspire them to pursue their own self-growth journey, what would that be? That's a good one. I love that one. Really look at what is, let's say a client asked me that and they're sitting on the couch. I would say, well... 
Well, I am sitting on your couch. You are sitting on my couch. If I get off the platitude and I get to like one-on-one, somebody asks me, I don't know how to do that. I would say, well, what do you stand for? Yeah, what do you mean by that? What do you stand for? Well, what really like moves you? Is it treating people with dignity and respect? Is it financial equality? What do you stand for? Do you stand for recycling? Like, who are you and what do you stand for? And they usually don't have an answer. They look at me like deer in headlights for a little bit. You can't do anything until you know what you stand for. You were made for something that you have a very, very powerful drive that's important to you. And it doesn't have to be important to anybody else. It really doesn't. But if that's something that just makes all your cells just synchronize and make you want to just run it as fast as you can and do it, what do you stand for? And once once you figure that out, a lot of things just fall into place. I love that. <laughs> because sometimes I think people just kind of get stuck in the motions and they just roll with it a little too much that they kind of get lost or they let the waves carry them or the other people's influences carry them instead of living a deliberate life. Absolutely. And I've been there too, where I really thought my whole purpose was to just wait for somebody to tell me what they needed so I could do it. Like, like, that is no way to live. None. No, no, you don't want to live like that. From that standpoint, you know, and Carl Jung, he's actually my favorite psychiatrist. He's my my son's favorite as well. (laughs) He's my favorite one. So if I'm going to quote Sigmund Freud, I got to say a few things that he said. Though he said a lot of people live their lives asleep. They're just like a ship in the middle of the ocean, just letting winds blow them in different directions. And as long as things don't get stirred up too much, they just get blown all over the place. And why not? Why not figure out what you stand for and set your sails and direct your boat and take her there? And you can, you can. Be the captain of your own ship. Absolutely. We're not just some like little scraggly dandelion stuck in a crack of a sidewalk, right? You get up and you go and go get it. And that's what you're here for. And you know what? Maybe it just sounds fun or exciting or you feel like a passion for it. Then you can go somewhere else. You're not stuck in the crack of a sidewalk. We could move around. We could do stuff. And maybe part of your existence here is to... Be in 15 different places, or maybe just when you're 72 years old, you're half asleep on the beach, and you see some little kid almost drown, and you go grab him, and that was like the whole reason why you were supposed to live. I don't know. Everybody's got their place. Everybody's got their purpose, and just be good, and just make yourself happy, and do nice things to people, and do things bigger than yourself, maybe even do scary things that could be incredible if it works and just keep doing it. That's a life worth living, in my opinion. I love that. (laughs) That is so true. Absolutely. Before we wrap up, we had touched a little bit about the spiritual realm. Can you touch in a little bit for us just about your spiritual beliefs? Because this whole podcast is about the mind-body-spirit connection. So mm-hmm. the, the yes. mind is the mental health and the therapy that you're doing, and the body yes. is the flotation and the, mm-hmm. you know how much everything can benefit from that. How about the spiritual side? Oh, gosh. That's, that's a complicated one. And it's very broad. Okay. Well, I don't think God is this guy with the beard in the clouds moving us around like chess pieces. You can find 
what you were made for. And if you do it with a good heart and maybe push the boundaries, you can connect not only with your true spirit, but this energy beyond yourself will help to drive you beyond what you yourself can do. And that's something that I talk to people like, I'm a hardcore atheist. There is nothing. And I'm like, but, but let me just, let me just be a little bit of a stickler here. If you could connect to your own spirit and your own energy and, and be able to open yourself up so that energy greater than yourself can help to drive you even bigger than you yourself can do. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> and they'll be like, theoretically, <laughs> you know, but well, why don't you chew on that a little bit? Because I wouldn't be sitting here right now looking at that beautiful river and all of this stuff if something beyond myself was not helping me along. I truly, truly believe that. I guess that's the best I can do to answer that question right now. And that is beautifully said, because there is <laughs> such a power out there, such a huge and magnificent power. And if we just allow ourselves, I think, to open up to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, let's go to the Christian stuff, which I am a Christian, by the way. We've only known about energy for 100 years. And you cannot tell me it only existed in the last 100 years. Yeah, 2,000 years ago, well, 1,700 years ago, they decided to put this, I think it was like 300 AD, and when they put the whole Nicene Creed and put the Bible together, right? We still had 90% of the people illiterate. And so they had to keep it simple. They had to talk about parables. And we certainly didn't have even a concept of energy in which to discuss the existence of this higher power and how everything works. Here we are now. We know what energy is. We know what power is. We have a concept of that. And we have a wealth of knowledge in our pocket, in our phones, and people can read. Can you imagine what that was like when they couldn't read and they had nothing 1,700 years ago? They had to put something together and it's still relevant now. If it's not meeting your needs 1,700 years later, well, you got to kind of read between the lines. You really do. That's my thought. Between the lines, I think, is so much spirit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And God. And, and source, that's universe. why Jesus spoke in parables. <laughs> <laughs> that is right, my dear. <laughs> this so. has been such a treat. It's a wonderful time with you. I really love being here. And I'm really grateful for your time and for, to do this with us. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> but thank you for the teaching and the physical part of it as well, because that has always intrigued me. Uh -huh. And I just was so curious as to how floating can physically change you. Oh, it does. I had horrible, horrible chronic pain. Neuropathy. I was on pain pills three times oh, a that's day. That's right, because I remember reading mm -hmm. in your book, because mm -hmm. you are also the author of the book Anomaly. Yes, yes. And I think that touches on your foot surgeries and things as well, correct? Yeah. Well, it's uh, all the neuropathy in my body. I had ilioinguinal neuropathy, all this crap I was diagnosed with. It's just horrible, horrible nerve pain. You know, you're just stuck with it, and you just got to take pain pills for the rest of your life. Through floating, my brain was able to work with my body and come to some kind of compromise where I just didn't feel like a cripple all the time. It just sorted itself out. I didn't have any like mumbo jumbo or magic words that I was saying to myself. I just kept floating and it worked itself out. And you did this even before you were the float doctor? 
Well, while I was the float doctor. Okay, so you actually were able to heal yourself. Yes, I, I don't take any medicine now, but I used to be on a lot of horrible stuff and feel like I couldn't do anything. Crippling pain, physical pain. Absolutely. And you are healed. I am. I am. My body healed itself. And your body has the capacity to do that. Your body strives to do that. Yes. Yes. A dandelion in the crack of a sidewalk is going to look mangly and shaggy and all all kind of dried up and shriveled up and stuff, but it's going to try to grow the best it can. But we're not a dandelion in a crack. Our body has an amazing capacity if we can just relax and let it do its thing. You can't mentally think heal. It's a lower part of our consciousness that is not within our control that has to be tapped into and given the space to do its job. And when you're just all worked up in pain, it's really hard to get there. So floating is the path there. And it can set the stage for all things wonderful. Oh, man. For our listeners who want to reach out to you and find you online, what's the best way for them to do that? Why don't you just find us on our website, which is www.floatdr.net. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on TikTok, and it's Float Doctor. Very, very simple. You can find us just spelled out F-L-O-A-T-D-O-C-T-O-R. That's how you find us on all those social media handles. If you just Google Float Doctor, you're pretty much going to find us up on top. You could do a Float Doctor Float Lab because we are an affiliated Float Lab facility, as I mentioned, and you should find us pretty well in your search engine. We're here to help. We're, we're going to save the world. This was so great. I really enjoyed you, Teresa. This is so fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate this. All right. Thanks so much. (laughs) This is Conversations to Inspire with your host, Teresa Moore. Join us next week as we continue our conversation with Elizabeth Heitzman and discussing floating. Help promote this show by subscribing and following this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can continue to get incredible guests as we dive further into the mind-body-spirit connection.